1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Trio of thieves takes drugs from a Wichita care home. We have the story. Suspicious package results in evacuation of Derby High School. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSS meteorologist and holiday. Overnight, temperatures fell into the low 20s across south-central Kansas. We'll warm above freezing today and even more so by Friday. Our full forecast is on the way here in just a few minutes. Wichita police are searching for three suspects who forced their way into a long-term care home Wednesday morning and stole medication. This happened at the Reflection Living Facility in West Wichita. Police say an employee answered a knock on the door and three suspects, one of them armed, shoved their way inside. The employee was tied up and the trio stole various prescription medications. Police Information Officer Trevor Macy says the suspects left driving a small silver hatchback or SUV. No residents uh, were harmed. None of the employee wasn't harmed. Um, they, they forced their way in and, and, and obviously tied up that employee, so she's um, recovering from all that. Remains uh, an active investigation. Police are advising other care facilities to be alert for any suspicious activities. Students at Derby High School evacuated yesterday afternoon after a suspicious device was found in a backpack inside the school. The device found was a grenade. The Derby Police Department was called. The building evacuated. Wichita Police Department's bomb squad brought in. School officials say police determined the device was not live, nor was it something posing a threat. The students were then allowed to come back in the building and gather their personal effects. And Wichita police have arrested a man accused of raping a teenager at a South Broadway motel. A woman contacted police Tuesday reporting the activity of a 36-year-old man. Officers arrived, found the man and a 13-year-old girl in the motel. The man was arrested on suspicion of two counts of rape of a child under the age of 14. The United States is providing some armored vehicles to Ukraine as the country nears almost a full year of fighting off Russia's invasion. The U.S. will send 31 U.S.-made Abrams tanks to Ukraine. There's no word just yet on when the equipment will arrive in Kyiv. It comes the same day as German Chancellor Olaf Scholz announced that the country would be sending at least 14 Leopard 2 tanks. It will also greenlight the possibility for other countries to send their German-made tanks as well. Other countries quickly speaking up, Ukrainian officials say this is a major win and a victory in moving forward and pushing Russian forces out of its territory as the war nears the one-year mark on February 24th. In Kiev, Ukraine, Alex Hogan, Fox News. Vice President Kamala Harris took a trip to her home to state of California to visit Monterey Park, where a mass shooting in a dance hall over the weekend claimed 11 lives. California has been... Courageous as a leader on the issue of smart gun safety laws. But we also need Congress to act. Harris says Congress has the power to pass new safety laws, gun safety laws, that is, without infringing on the Second Amendment. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. The Chiefs and the Bengals play to see who goes to the Super Bowl. Game coming up on Sunday, and we'll have our Thursday morning Minute with Mitch coming up after sports in just a few minutes. An asteroid expected to have a close encounter with Earth. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted.
Steve and Ted in the Morning on KNSS is brought to you by Superior Plumbing. You don't have to go through your... The KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted, 8.07 now. Seven minutes past 8 o'clock. The KBI says the Ford County Sheriff's deputy who was hospitalized after an officer-involved shooting in Dodge City earlier this week was released Wednesday and is now recovering at home. The other three injured law enforcement officers had been released earlier. Meta, parent company of Facebook and Instagram, announces it will be reinstating the accounts of former President Donald Trump. The accounts were suspended the day following the Capitol riot, January 7, 2021, for two years. The company will only say the pages of former President Trump will be reinstated in the coming weeks. Once that happens, Meta's president of global affairs, Nick Clegg, tells Fox's Brett Baer. He can use Facebook uh, and Instagram again. Um... I mean, of course, there are guardrails, there are rules. Which could mean another suspension if his posts incite violence or espouse conspiracy theories. Former President Trump reacted, saying that kind of suspension should not happen to someone not deserving of retribution. Gernal Scott, Fox News. Across the United States, there's been a staggering increase in violence among children since 2020. Eleven-year-old Kiara Tay was shot and killed outside a nail salon in the Bronx last year. Her mother, Yaisha Gomez, tells me her family is forever heartbroken. My daughter's life was denied. Her wedding was denied. Her graduation was denied. Her having kids was denied. The latest federal data shows from 2019 to 2020, homicides by juveniles acting alone increased 30 percent, while homicides involving multiple offenders under the age of 18 increased 66 percent. And for the last few years, police and community groups have pinned some of the problems on pandemic disruptions with schools and social services. Laura Engel, Fox News. An asteroid expected to have a close encounter with Earth. A giant space rock the size of a delivery truck is expected to blast by the southern tip of South America on Thursday night. It's estimated to be 28 feet wide and 11 feet long. NASA says the asteroid will come within 2,200 miles of the planet. That's 10 times closer than many communication satellites. The asteroid was first discovered by an amateur astronomer in 2019. Its orbit will be forever altered once it zips by the Earth. Tom Graham, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8, 10, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock. All right, we have a traffic accident. Uh, Bonnie, east of I-135. So watch for a uh, traffic slowdown in that area. I've seen some pretty heavy traffic right now, uh, north and southbound on I-135, north of 21st, between there and that north junction area. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. An area of high pressure is centered in the central part of the country that will keep our weather pattern quiet today. It can be partly cloudy with a high 39 later on this afternoon. Clear tonight, our low 28, and then for Friday, sunny with a brief warm-up, our high 51. Saturday night, a strong cold front arrives, sending in Arctic air by Sunday. 
I'm KNSS Meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now a partly cloudy sky, a west wind at 3 miles per hour and 24 degrees. Stephen, 10 in the morning here at KNSS, 8-11 now on this Thursday morning. And today is the point in time count for Wichita and Sedgwick County. We're uh, trying to get an idea of uh, the homeless, homeless population in our community. With us this morning, it was actually there a number of uh, volunteers involved. Deanne Smith, Executive Director of United Methodist Open Door, is with us this morning. Good morning, Deanne. Good morning. Is this uh, pretty much spearheaded by United Way uh, every year? So United Way plays um, the role as the uh, sponsoring agency for the Continuum of Care, which is um, nationwide. The Housing and Urban Development has uh, Continuum of Care communities throughout the nation. So uh, United Way is kind of the point um, agency for that, yes. And uh, what happens today? How many volunteers are, are out there, and do you just kind of go throughout the community and and, and looking for homeless people and, and counting them, I guess, right? Yes. So each year we're uh, required by HUD to do a count of unhoused persons during a 24-hour period, um, counting those folks where they stayed overnight um, on the 25th, so last night. And so, yes, there's about 100 volunteers out consisting of providers and students and other general public members, and they have an electronic survey, and there's um, meeting people where they are, out under bridges or in services or in um, business areas um, where they might be collected, and they're asking questions, basic information, as well as getting, like, if they're veterans or how long they've been homeless, if they're domestic violence or they have disabilities or those kinds of things, so that we can get a good picture of who our unhoused are in our community. So not just a, a head count where there could be some du- duplication. It sounds like you've got some pretty good safeguards in place where uh, nobody's going to be counted twice. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. We, so we have, we're getting basic information that will help us deduplicate. As well, well we uh, use our homeless management information system uh, database, in which uh, providers put information there so we're using both of those systems to to do duplicate how many years have we have we done this uh how many if the point well, how many point in times have we had now you know? i you know i started pretty early in my career i've been 22 years so i'm doing this off the top of my head don't quote me but i think it's been about 20 years really I t- yeah HUD, it's a HUD requirement, and it's been done in different ways throughout the years, and it has been improved as we keep going. HUD requires um, at least every other year we usually do annual. Mm-hmm. Well, last year, get a good understanding of the trend. Yeah, well, last year what was the, what was the head count? How many people were were homeless in Wichita, Cedric County? So last year was a kind of a odd year count because with COVID we didn't do a street count. Um, so 2020 is a better, um, a better analogy. We had 619 total sheltered and unsheltered individuals. And then last year, uh, the 2022 was 690. Is that, uh, is that just kind of a stable number going to be around 600? Does it go up or down over the years? Do you, you know? Yeah. I mean, sure. It goes up and down a little bit, but it's, fairly stable. We've had a little bit of an increase um, over the last couple of years because of COVID 
capacity issues, um, it, particularly when the rent assistance has ended. Um, you know, and it's just been harder financially for folks losing their job during COVID or reduced hours. So it, it's not a surprise mm-hmm. that we have seen a little bit of increase between 2020 and 2022 and I know we'll the, find out what we have in 2023. I know the people of the Veterans Administration are involved there because some of these people are uh, veterans, military veterans, are they not? That's right. So the Veterans Administration, along with some volunteers uh, who are paired with them, started at 5 o'clock this morning going out. And so, yes, veterans um, are out there. Um, and after serving their country, it's pretty hard to see them on the street. But last uh, 2022, there were 66 veterans about 10% of the population. Uh, and and, and the Veterans Administration does a pretty good job of getting them housed pretty quickly. And you're also, the other thing, we see children. There are actually families out there and children, right? Oh, absolutely. We have folks who are sleeping in their, sleeping in their um, cars or in the shelters. Um, so, yes, that is the reality. We have, we have kids on the street. And this time of the year, oh. With the, with the weather, yeah, and just and this weekend, it's going to be, by Sunday, it's going to be pretty nasty out there. So It is, It's and that's not the best place. So no, we were no. wanting to encourage them to reach out. If there are families um, that are homeless and need a place to stay, reaching out to 211 to find out where the appropriate place to be, um, to call to figure out then how, how we can get them off the street. And you, again, in United Methodist Open Door, we did an interview a while back, and, and we've done a couple. Mm-hmm. And you do quite a bit of work with the homeless with your with your organization, right? Right. We have a day shelter for the homeless. And so families, if they find themselves um, literally on the streets, then they can even come here. We see mostly individuals. Um, we serve about 150 um, a day mm. through our doors oh, and provide basic needs, mm. laundry and, and showers and those kinds of things, as well as getting connected with case management and other providers um, to prioritize them for housing. Deanne, hey, thanks for being with us this morning, and uh, good luck to you on the, on the count this year. Appreciate your Thanks, your Steve. All right. Deanne Smith is the executive director of United Methodist Open Door. The uh, point in time, homeless count today, 818. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. It is sports time again with Ted Woodward. Ted. Shocker men's basketball action last night. 7,000 fans at Coke Arena. The Shockers in Tulane. Expected to be a close game. Well, it was close. So close it went into overtime. Got an extra five minutes last night between the Shockers and the Green Wave. Shockers had an 18-point lead in the first half. Couldn't hold on to that. Shockers had a three-possession lead with two and a half minutes to go. But then four straight turnovers by the Shockers put an end to that. Tulane went on an 11-0 run late in regulation, and the Shockers could not stop the green wave in the overtime. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl had the call of the game on 103.7 KEYN. Crosses to the right, now drives into the lane. Double pumper, scooped it in. He went through about four arms there to scoop that one over the front of the rim. Shockers back up court quickly. Trailing by five again. Left wing shot fake by Walton. Runner to the basket. Rojas banks it in. They didn't foul him that time. Rojas now with 10, but the Shockers trail by three and only 47 seconds left. Shockers are going to have, Shockers need to probably steal it or foul. They double team Cook and they're going to call the foul. Looked like they had the steal there. They knocked it away from Cook. 
They call a foul. Yep, Tulane just kept scoring. The Green Wave scored on 14 of their final 16 possessions in the final eight minutes of the game. And Tulane wins it 95-90 in overtime. After the game, Shocker head coach Isaac Brown. In the second half, they came out. They made their first three threes, and we missed our first seven threes. And I thought that was the biggest difference in the game. We went 10 minutes where we didn't score. A lot of them were good shots. Um, we started to battle back, got the game, sent into overtime. I think Jaquan Walton made some big shots, but they came up with all the loose balls. Every time it was a ball where two people grabbed it, seemed like they came up with it. Um, they came up with the big shots. I give them a lot of credit. They did a great job. With the loss, the Shockers fall to 10-10, and 10, even up now on the season. Juco women's basketball last night. 23rd-ranked Butler Community College women win on the road out in Goodland to beat Northwest Kansas Tech 71-60. Butler ladies, as we said, they're nationally ranked. They've won seven in a row, now 17-3 on the season. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The Toronto Raptors win on the road in Sacramento, beat the Kings 113-95. Starting at guard for the Raptors, former Wichita State Shocker Fred Van Vliet. 17 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, 4 steals, and a couple of block shots. Back-to-back wins for the Raptors. They're one game behind for a playoff spot. Let's go to pro football, where, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. The winner goes to the Super Bowl. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain he's dealing with. Thoughts on that from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Yeah, he feels better than he did the last couple of weeks, so that um, that move looked like it worked to, to this point. And then, again, we'll just see how he does it every day here, and uh, he seems to be in a good place. Of course, you can hear the Chiefs game live Sunday right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Some of the NFL's biggest stars going to be in the running for the biggest awards One NFL player may win both Associated Press Most Valuable Player and Offensive Player of the Year awards. Five finalists named for MVP. Bills quarterback Josh Allen, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow, Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson, and Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Hurts, Jefferson, and Mahomes, the three finalists for Offensive Player of the Year. On the defensive side... It's between Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. The NFL Comeback Player of the Year finalists, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith. Coach of the Year finalists, the Giants' Brian Dable, the Jaguars' Doug Peterson, the 49ers' Kyle Shanahan. Winners will be announced at the NFL Honors February 9th. Jared Max, Fox News. Did you notice whose name you didn't hear there? Andy Reid. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, not a finalist for Coach of the Year in the NFL. There you go. That's sports with Stephen Ted. All right, Ted. Eight twenty-two now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. National debt is the highest since World War II. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Show. This is Stephen Ted on ninety-eight-seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward. The Department of Transportation says it has launched an investigation into Southwest Airlines. 
over the 16,000-plus flights it canceled at the end of December. A spokesperson for the Department of Transportation tells Fox it has begun looking into whether or not Southwest executives engaged in unrealistic scheduling of flights, which under federal law would be considered a deceptive business practice. Southwest is also warned that it will be held accountable if it does not provide timely refunds and reimbursements to the millions of passengers who were left stranded. An airline spokesperson tells Fox Southwest will continue to cooperate with any inquiry from government officials. Southwest says the December cancellations cost the company roughly $825 million. In Washington, Sean Langell, Fox News. The traffic at two intersections in Sedgwick County is under review following calls from residents about the high number of accidents at both locations. Those intersections are at Greenwich and 79th South. The other one is 167th West and 21st North. Sedgwick County Commissioner David Dennis says some changes have already been put in place. Yesterday, for example, I probably got 50 emails uh, on this one uh, intersection. And uh, that's one of the main reasons we're having this press conference today, to let the public know that we are listening to them, that we are looking uh, at what's happening out there, that uh, we are listening to the experts, and we're looking at short-term and long-term fixes. And Dennis added that additional studies have been called for. More changes are being considered for both intersections. A woman in Leewood, Kansas, hospitalized after her car was dragged by a semi for several miles. A witness called 911 after seeing the car trapped under the trailer on I-435. Police say the semi was traveling on the road when the car slid through a red light and was wedged under the trailer. The driver of the semi was unaware of the situation. Police were able to stop the rig after traveling for nearly eight miles with the car attached. The woman was hospitalized with unknown injuries. Staff Sergeant Elizabeth Cox, becoming the first female Army National Guard soldier to graduate from the Army National Guard Warrior Training Center's M1 Abrams Master Gunner course, earning the title of Abrams Master Gunner. The 53-day course at Fort Benning, Georgia, upskills accomplished armor crew members such as Cox and hones their proficiency in tank gunnery and maintenance. Cox's desire to impart knowledge to her home tank crew motivated her to attend the course. She says that she really enjoys the fact that you can have one crew and that you become a family. At the Warrior Training Center, she and other students became experts in advising commanders on tank operations, assisting with the planning, development, execution, and evaluation of all combat and individual crew and collective gunnery training. As a newly minted master gunner, Cox is now a subject matter expert in advanced gunnery methodology, turret weapon systems maintenance, and gunnery training management. The Army National Guard's Warrior Training Center graduated more than 2,000 students from various courses at Fort Benning and Mobile Training Annexes. The Salute to Service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military. Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have some cloud cover moving in from the northwest here this morning. Expecting to be partly cloudy throughout the day with temperatures in the low 30s by the time we go to lunch. 39 for the high later on this afternoon. Clear and breezy overnight, yellow 28. Sunny on Friday with southwest winds returning, our high 51. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holliday. Now partly cloudy, 24 degrees, a west wind at 3 miles per hour.
Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is time for entertainment news. The Blur with Ted Woodward. Ted? Yeah, let's take a look at what's streaming out there. I'm Michelle Polino. The all-new special TMZ investigates Lisa Marie Presley unending tragedy reveals new information about the cause of death of Elvis's only child. A TMZ investigation dives deep into the current unsettled conflicts revolving around Presley's unforeseen passing, including never-before-heard details about the money and who will inherit her fortune. The special premieres Monday on Fox. Natasha Leone's Poker Face lands on Peacock. The series, written by Ryan Johnson, is a murder mystery with the Russian doll actress as Charlie Cole, a person always ending up in the wrong place. When something very bad happens to one of Charlie's friends, she starts to poke around. What she ends up finding out is that she has an infallible lie detector. The format is sort of a knives-out mystery on the road, centering around one person with a cast of stars that includes Benjamin Bratt, Ellen Barkin, Cherry Jones, and more. That's Fox Tube on Fox News. Let's see what's going on in the world of music. It's January. It's cold in most places. So why not whip out your calendar and start plotting your spring and summer live music plans now that several rockers have announced their big tours for the year? It's a nice day to start again. Billy Idol will spend the spring of 2023 touring North America and will kick it all off on March 30th in Scottsdale, Arizona and wrap up with an appearance at Pasadena's Cruel World Festival on May 20th. Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac fame is getting ready to hit the road, announcing her first solo show of the year, March 15th in Seattle. After that, she'll perform in several major U.S. cities. Mario Speedwagon can't fight that feeling to tour. The 80s rockers are already on tour all over North America until August. Laura Ingle, Fox News. Let's get up close. Well, let's, let's in fact, let's uh, take a look at uh, sticking with music, music's biggest night, preparing its lineup. The first round of performers for the Grammy Awards have been announced among those taking the stage. Yeah, she's crazy. Luke Combs, Bad Bunny, Sam Smith, Mary J. Blige. Brandi Carlisle, Lizzo, Steve Lacey, and Kim Petras. Carlisle heads into the event with a leading seven nominations. Blige follows with six. Lizzo has five. Steve Lacey, four. Both Bad Bunny and Luke Combs are up for three. The show is hosted by Trevor Noah. It airs live from the Crypto.com Center in Los Angeles, February 5th on CBS and streams on Paramount+. Plus. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Let's get up close with a celebrity. The Fox Celebrity Profile with M. Night Shyamalan, whose Apple TV Plus series Servant unravels the mystery of its fourth and final seasons. How early on did you know the ending or did you, you know, know like in the process? The pandemic hit and it was almost, almost hit at the perfect time for me as a human being with the show to kind of take a break and go, all right, what's the end? Do I know where we're going? What is it? And I just kept writing on the board. This is what I want. This is where I want. So right at that moment, which would have been like 40% through our story, then we knew the story and where we were going. And that was everything. He lets the secrets roll out mysteriously for the actors per season two. They're very good about not coming at me too hard about that. And they go, when can we read it? When can we read it? But we give it to them in a big bulk. Like we give them like six episodes or the whole season. And we go, here you go. This is where we're going this season. So they get to binge it as they're what they get to reading. Oh my God, that happens to my character. What? Ashley Devorkin, Fox News. 
Oh, my. Yay and his travel plans. Kanye West could be refused entry into Australia, according to Australia's education minister, because of past anti-Semitic remarks. Yay reportedly intends to visit the family of his new partner, Bianca Sensori, in Melbourne next week. However, the senior administration official, Jason Clare, responding to that report, told Nine Network TV, that he didn't know if Ye had applied for a visa, but that Australia has previously refused them to people with anti-Semitic views. Last month, Ye said he liked Hitler. Any decision on Ye's entry into the country will be made by the immigration minister, Andrew Giles. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Let's hit the late night crew, The Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon, NBC. Due to some major delays, Paris is rushing to finish construction work in time for the 2024 Olympics. Yep, the French workers were like, we are working 24-7. That's 24 hours a month, seven months a year. <laughs> the Late Late Show with James Corden, CBS. <laughs> the city of Philadelphia is facing a severe shortage of lifeguards for their municipal pools this oh. summer. They're so desperate for lifeguards that they're saying it's okay for people to apply for the job even if they don't know how to swim. Sick. But I never wanted this day to come, but it has. I have officially lost confidence in Philadelphia's municipal swimming pools. Late night with Seth Meyers, NBC. The FDA yesterday proposed new guidelines that would limit lead levels in processed baby food. A real surprise to parents who thought the current limit was any. Lead in your baby food. Let's do another one from Seth. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy told reporters yesterday that if the ethics committee finds that New York Congressman George Santos broke the law, quote, then we will remove him. So I guess it's up to the chairman of the ethics committee. Oh, no, it's George Santos. And The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, CBS. Pentagon officials have been reluctant to send the Abrams, uh, but then they changed their minds after Germany agreed to send its Leopard battle tanks to Ukraine, making this the first time anyone in Europe has said, good news, the German tanks are rolling in. (laughs) All right, let's flash back to 20 years ago on this night. It was the 37th Super Bowl. It was broadcast on ABC. It was the last time ever that the Super Bowl was scheduled to be played in January. It was 20 years ago. Tampa Bay Buccaneers won that one over the Oakland Raiders. And then right after the Super Bowl, it was the debut of... Jimmy Kimmel Live. So Jimmy Kimmel has now been a late-night host for 20 years. Happy birthday today to former Major League Baseball catcher Bob Uecker. Of course, he briefly played for the Wichita Braves in 1957 before getting called up to the big leagues. But I may have seen him play out at Lawrence And State. after his yeah. baseball career, of course, he became kind of an entertainer. He, he's been in broadcasting for the Milwaukee Brewers for 50 years, but... He also was on The Tonight Show all the time. Johnny Carson loved having him on, and he just be, kind of came a, a wit in his post-baseball career. He even appeared on Futurama, calling a baseball game 1,000 years from now in the year 3000. Mulligan drives the ball. It's going, going, and caught by the shortstop. Mets lose again. Man, I haven't seen play this bad since the days of Bob Uecker. This is Bob Uecker saying thanks for watching. How about that? Bob Uecker, happy birthday. He's 89 today. Hi again, everybody. You know this? This thing is really getting... Hi again, everybody. You know this? This thing is really getting kind of serious now. I haven't been able to 
locate Vanna White, and I, I was supposed to. Uh, hi, Andre. Don't hey, my good buddy. Vanna, you get me. You get the giant, the only professional wrestler who's still undefeated. Yeah, this is a clip and from uh, from Bob Euchre in 1988's WrestleMania IV, <laughs> in which Andre the Giant interrupted his broadcast, and, and things went crazy. Hogan, and you are. And I know one thing, and that's why the people go to know, too, and that's why they go to remember. You are the ex-champion, Hogan. <laughs> well, there you, there you have it. I still haven't found He is the ex-champion. Don't worry about Vanna White. Now, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Kamenga is over. <laughs> hey, hey, how about getting your... How about getting your foot off my shoulder? <laughs> Bob Euchre. And uh, 50 years ago today, Edward G. Robinson passed away at the age of 79. Of course, he and Charlton Heston were eating Soylent Green. Why don't you eat something? I'm not hungry enough yet. It's not bad. Tasteless, odorless crud. You don't know any better. Of course, spoiler alert from 50 years ago, Soylent Green is people. Yeah, people, dude. By the way, that movie took place in the year 2022. Really? Last year. We, were supposed, to be, we were supposed to be eating Soylent, Soylent Green, Green by last year, yeah. <laughs> Edward G. passed away 50 years ago today at the age of 79. Charlton Heston gave the eulogy at his funeral. Oh, how about That's that? That's entertainment news in the blur with Stephen Ted. All right, coming up here, Stephen Ted in the morning, we've got... Uh, uh, Wichita Business Journal update. Boeing's loss in the fourth quarter blamed on supply shortages. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen, 10 in the morning, KNSS 8.50 here on this Thursday morning. Three big things. Three. Basketball, Tulane 95, Wichita State 90 in overtime. Two. Derby High School evacuated after a grenade found in a backpack. One. Trio of thieves steals drugs from a Wichita long-term care home. Three big things, Stephen, Ted on KNSS. We have some... uh construction up at the north junction continuing and of course they're going to be uh, closing down a lane here in a few minutes it's going to close from 9 a.m to 3 p.m they're closing uh one lane southbound on i-135 and that's from 45th street north down to that north junction traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 kns Jad chambers partly cloudy today with a high of 39 degrees mostly clear and cool tonight the overnight low 27. For Friday, sunny, warmer. Tomorrow's high, 51. Now partly cloudy, west wind at 3 miles per hour and 24 degrees. KNSS weather brought to you by the Monarch. Up-to-date events and new whiskey and bourbon releases are available in the Monarch newsletter. Sign up online at monarchwichita.com. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, looking at the stocks this morning as Wall Street begins trading here on this Thursday morning, the S&P is up 11 points 
We got a mix going here, Ted. The Dow is down 27, mm-hmm. and the Nasdaq is trading up 91 points. Let's take a look at a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. The head of Textron says even if this year brings the moderate recession, many are predicting, Textron Aviation in Wichita shouldn't lose any altitude. CEO Scott Donnelly telling investment analysts following the company's latest earnings report, sales demand for aircraft remaining strong in the fourth quarter. And that contributed to a backlog at Wichita-based Textron Aviation ending the year at $6.3 billion. At total, it's the highest the local unit has been since the financial collapse back in 2008. And that should help shield production, even if an economic slowdown chips away at new bookings throughout the year. Just over four years after launching her Curls Gone Wild salon in Wichita's Old Town District, Lisa Maranowski has an agreement in place to keep her business there for the next several years, while she also refreshes its look in 2023. City Council approved a three-and-a-half-year lease with the Salon Tuesday, which occupies one of eight retail spaces in the city-owned Old Town Cinema Parking Garage building at 2nd and Mead. Boeing says it's still facing challenges to its production plans. It says the majority of those problems are its supply base. CEO David Calhoun says we continue to face too many stoppages in our lines. We run into supply chain shortfalls. He also said so those stoppages, while they're coming down, are not where they need to be as we think about stable production rates going forward. He was telling that to investment analysts following the company's quarterly earnings report. Boeing reporting a net loss of $663 million in the fourth quarter. The full-year loss for Boeing last year, $5 billion. And that's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. And uh, keeping you posted on reality TV stars, as we like to do, socialite and reality TV star Paris Hilton has welcomed her first child Ah. with her husband, venture capitalist Carter Room. Apparently Mr. Room likes to marry. This is his second reality TV wife, and that's the way he's become a venture capitalist. See, that's the way he makes money. He marries women. (laughs) And now there's a new baby that will will probably never pay any taxes. Nope. Paris, uh, kids, uh, the little kid is 41 years old. Uh, No, she's 41. There we go. (laughs) The child's not 41. Just just born. It's even 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Today is, uh, well, it's uh, Australia Day. You know, Australia It's one of the great continents of all time. Yeah, celebrate the day their country was founded as a British colony. Was it a penal colony? Yes, it was. 1788. On this date, the first governor of New South Wales arrived at Sydney Cove and raised the first ever Union Jack flag. So Australia is celebrating their birthday today. Now, what was that? What was that fellow's name you used to imitate? They got killed by the stingray. The crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Yeah, you used to do. Crikey! <laughs> used to put on your your little khaki. Yeah, shorts. I, I, I portrayed uh, the crocodile hunter twice in gridiron. In gridiron back in the day. Hilarious that yeah, time. The, the one time I was wrestling an alligator yeah. on stage and yeah. almost fell into the pit at the Orpheum. That's right. The alligator happened to be an inflatable alligator, so you were in no danger. But some of the audience was in danger when you began to right. roll around on the stage. All right, Australia Day. All right, Glenn Beck show coming up here on KNSS. Denise Warner is on the show. Her sister allegedly killed for improper mask wear. It's going to be part of the Glenn Beck Show today. KNSS News at 9 o'clock. Point in time homeless count today in Wichita and Sedgwick County.
Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show, the news updates all day. Stephen's Head of the Morning, News Radio 1330, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Save time.